Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Family Mission Podcast. I am seated here with the family. My name is Sam Spellman. I'm seated with Daniel Spellman and my parents, Mark and Kimberly. We are super <laughs> excited to be here. We Hello. Want to welcome Hello. you guys today. <laughs> Hello. You are our honored guest. In fact, we would just want to call you family. That's this right. It's all about family conversations, the family of God, and and that's what we are. We're family forever. That's right. So today we have a really cool, um, I would say, not just topic, but we're going to continue mm-hmm. on this discussion that we, we talked about last time. If you caught the last podcast, um, I encourage you that this this one's going to build on the last one. So mm-hmm. maybe go listen to the other one if you haven't yet. But you can still, you know, some, what do you say, like some TV shows, you can just watch different episodes, yeah. like the cooking ones. <laughs> you can just join in at any time. Other ones kind of build. Yeah. This is a little bit of both. There's some things we're going to build on, but there's also just some new truth that we're going to share. So if you haven't heard that, you can still listen to this one, but I encourage you to go back and listen to the other one and you can catch kind of the full picture yeah. of, you know, where we're going with it. Well, because at the end of the year, last year, as we approached the new year, we just... We're seeking God for direction, and something that he highlighted in in our hearts was that he wanted us to live with a perspective of having an advantage. And what he really highlighted was what he phrased in my heart, the agape advantage. That's right. And so we can approach each day. We can approach whatever life brings us in 2023. We know that God's for us. We know that God's on our side. And so that's boiled down to its most elementary elements, the agape advantage. That's absolutely right. So we're going to read um, the scripture that we were discussing before we, we hit the the button to start this wonderful podcast. <laughs> it's the very last verse of 2 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2 Corinthians 13, and it's verse 14. And this is basically just the farewell. Um, and I think it's cool that... You read any of these epistles, the way they opened their letters and ended their letters were extravagant. Yeah. They weren't just like, all right, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. It was like the grace, the glory, the majesty, the most amazing, powerful creator, you know, that he would come with you. It's like this awesome discussion. And uh, so we're going to talk about what they what they say here. Go ahead, Dan. Okay. So... <laughs> Second Corinthians 13, verse 14. Now may the grace and joyous favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the unambiguous love of God, and the precious communion that we share in the Holy Spirit be yours continually. Amen. Amen. So we're not closing out the podcast, but we're going to launch out into some conversation with those closing words because that's a tremendous wrap up. The last shall be first. So. <laughs> so first, let's just talk about, you know, when we talk about the agape advantage, we have the first and foremost, we have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's I think, right. how did that read, Dan, the joyous? It's the joyous favor of the Lord Jesus Christ and the unambiguous love of God and his precious communion. Amen. That's a college word, unambiguous. (laughs) We'll get to that one in a minute, but let's just focus on the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The grace. <laughs> you know, the Lord did for us what we could not do for ourselves. That's probably the most elementary way to look at that, because I couldn't save myself. That's right. I can't fix myself. I can't heal myself. I can't, you know, we were all, we came into this world with nothing. And, you know, there's no U-Hauls on the hearse. <laughs> so we all leave the world with nothing yeah. except for what we've grown in God and learned in Him. And, and as we enter into a time of eternal family with God throughout the ages, there's just a, a journey that we're on here in life, learning and growing together. And when we realize God authored all that, and he was willing to send Jesus, and Jesus was willing to come and save us because we could not save ourselves. That, I think, is an important expression of the agape advantage, that God is unwilling to leave us. He's unwilling to just uh, do without us. And whatever it took, he was going to do it to save us. Yeah. For us, not against us. Amen. That's true. I think it's interesting when he talks about the word, the grace of the Lord, you know, the the word grace again sometimes people kind of muddy the word grace and mercy together like they're the same thing and they're mm-hmm. they're different things they're similar but they're different um and grace being the ability to do what you don't deserve mm-hmm. you know and mercy is whenever you get what you don't deserve you have that mercy where you deserve something and you don't get it mm-hmm. grace is when you get something and you didn't earn it <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like they both work in tandem but that grace is you have something that you didn't work to get. Yeah. You know, and the Lord gives us, you know, again, when he says grace, that's a very big, it sweeps a lot of things because grace is the ability. It's like the tools. The way the Lord has showed it to me a lot of times, it's like I have a toolbox, you know, that I didn't figure out, earn, discover, but it's I have a whole set of tools now that um, that I can use that I have at my disposal that I didn't before. And um, I know you've you've talked about this, Mom, a lot. You would talk to us about the fruit of the spirit and those things. Well, that's a that's a tool set that we have. Mm-hmm. It you is, know? it is, and they're at our discretion whenever um, we grow them because they're who we are in Christ. Amen. Yeah. So I just I think those are all really important too. Whenever we're reading this this scripture about grace, mm-hmm. you know that grace is it's not just a general thing. It's there's specific tools that we've been given. Well, and here's a verse in Hebrews four that highlight not only who Jesus is, in a sense that he came, but who he is today, and it's directly tied to the throne of grace. So it's Hebrews four and it's fourteen through sixteen. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we were, yet without sin. So then let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain the mercy, and then find the grace to help in time of need." And so when we talk about the agape advantage and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, not only did he do something for us, we don't, you know, we couldn't do on our own, but then he then actively is working with us and in our lives, empowering us when we're weak, when we're facing times of weakness. He said, come boldly, you can obtain the mercy and you can actually find the grace you need to to overcome the context here is trials, tests, and temptation. So when we face difficulties, that's when we run to God, not from Him, and we resist shame, we resist guilt, we resist condemnation, 
and we run to him to find the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so then let's move on to the next one. I think it's good. And, and this too, when you talk about the grace, um, this scripture uh, in Romans 8 is pretty common one that I know a lot of people have, have referenced. Romans eight thirty four says, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, and more than that, who was raised or resurrected, and who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, or he's working that grace for us. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that, that connects into this next part of the verse where he talks about, and the love of God. Yeah. You know, why is he gracious to us? Because <laughs> of the love he has for us. You know, that that grace is directly connected to love and giving and, and hope and and truth, and so those things they they work together. It's it's not just separate. Oh well, I'm, he loves me over here, but then he's just going to leave me. Mm-hmm. But it's like no, he's he's gracious to us because he loves us. Yeah, you know, it's like the working of our hand. We can, you know, we can talk about each individual finger. You know, you got your ring finger, you got your index finger, you got your thumb and your pinky, and and so forth. You can talk about individually maybe the strengths of each finger. But then when it comes to working and living life and doing life, they all work together and you're not really trying to individualize them in that sense. So, Daniel, let's uh, I'm going to have you read a scripture here as we just dig a little further a moment into the love of God. Let's go to first John chapter four. And if you'll read, let's see, verse 16 through 19. Okay, sounds good. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us, so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment, But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love first demonstrated to us. Amen. So God, Bam. hello. That's the passion translation. <laughs> I feel the passion. That was really good. I like that. Well, you know the uh, the passion that God has for us. You know, um, every year, you know, we celebrate Passover. You know, the world calls it Easter, but it's you know they have what they call Passion Week, and so when we discover His passion for us, that's going to fuel this idea that I've got the advantage. Because I have, I'm in the passion of God. He's passionate for me. He's pursuing me. He, he made the first move. And so my love for him, like it wraps up there in verse 19, my love for him is actually a response to the love he initiated and showing me that love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. And it's so, it pierces down, you know, then the grace makes so much, it has such a bigger impact. Because mm-hmm. then you realize really what he's given us, mm-hmm. that it's not. And and two, it helps us be gracious to other people. Yeah, and I think it's important. You know, he talks about the love that's been shed abroad, but that same grace that we have, back to Second Corinthians, the grace of the Lord that's been given to us, that grace is not just something that we receive, but 
It's the same way with love. Freely you've received, freely you give it. Good, Sam. You know, so that grace, that extension of, you know, helping others to do maybe what they, you know, we know they're, they're quote, maybe not capable of. And mm-hmm. even in those areas, are areas that you see someone struggling. Mm-hmm. If you see that, there's not only the love that covers, that doesn't have any judgment or bitterness in your heart towards that other person, but you also have grace where you want to extend your hand yeah, at every involved. moment. You want to get involved. You want to have the conversation. You want to, you know, give them what you can so mm-hmm. that they can, you know, stand and see themselves the way that you see them, the same way that you learn to see yourself because of how God sees you. you know, Amen. They, these things all work together. And that's what he's talking about at the end of the prayer. Mm-hmm. He wants all of those things to be manifest. That's the ending statement. I learned this very simply when it came to public speaking. The last thing you say, typically people remember. So the last thing he emphasizes heavily is the love of God, the grace you have for one another, and the communion with the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about that last one, the communion of the Holy Spirit. This one, this is the day-to-day, because obviously Jesus is not here. He ascended on high. He's at the right hand of God. But just like the Father promised, he sent Holy Spirit. And so now Holy Spirit is with us. He's abiding not only among us, but, you know, like when Jesus appeared to his disciples, um, he actually breathed on them and said, receive Holy Spirit. And like Corinthians tells us earlier in that same letter, chapter 6, we now are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, or the Holy Spirit. So we yeah. we have him living in us. He lives among us. And so his constant involvement, like Jesus talked about in John 16, that's what gives us an advantage. That's what gives us the advantage. <laughs> that's super good. I like the, when we were talking about this beforehand, the grace of the Lord, the love of God and the communion, you know, both of those things happen. How do we have the love of God shed abroad? Well, the Bible says that no one can even say that Christ is Lord, except the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within him. You know, the Holy Spirit is the, he's the worker of this grace. How does grace touch our lips mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit? How does grace come upon our lives? It's through the communion with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not just, again, a thing, but he's a person. Amen. But that relationship with Holy Spirit becomes this divine, it's like you plug into heaven. Mm-hmm. You plug into truth. You plug into love. You plug into grace and those things which you do not have within yourself, within, within your flesh, within your natural mind, within the, the carnal man, you now have access because of your relationship with the heavenly man when you're born again. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit does make that place. You have this like connection cord, and that communion is vital, mm-hmm. vital for our lives every day. Man, we love, we love you, Holy Spirit. And I just feel that the Holy Spirit's been among our conversation today. And uh, just know that, like he said in John 16, he said um, he's going to lead us and he's going to guide us into all truth. And he's not just pointing out saying, hey, looky there, that's true. He's then going to take us not just by the hand, but by the heart. And he's going to lead us and guide us individually, personally, and then also together as families in in our marriages and our our home dyma- dynamic or all the other loving covenant relationships we're a part of he's then going to lead us and guide us you know as families and then as the family of God he's responsible for leading us into all truth that's Amen. right so we just wanted to encourage you today you know as we wrap up this podcast that you have the grace of God on your life you Absolutely. have the love of God that's right you have the communion 
with the Holy Spirit, you're able to make every day a win. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used to say, we used to say that a lot. If you listen to some of the first ones, make every day a win. Every day a win. So again, we just wanted to encourage you with that that you have the advantage. Amen. The agape advantage. The agape is building. advantage. Love of God is shed abroad. It's multiplied. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love you guys. We appreciate all of you. And we'll see you guys next time on Family Mission.